Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And I know we're going to go over this again and again. And if there's two people that you'd want to listen to about this, I'm telling you right now, it, it's us because we're going to be raw and uncut. <laughs> Let's get this thing started. Happy Hump Day, my people. It is Gabe and Grody on 670 The Score, broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. And we're going to start the show the same way, man. This time, though, the trifecta is the top three bear stories of the day. Let's get this thing started. Curry, way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! That's a magic number. Morell going to third. He will slide. He's got a triple. I got your trifecta. The three biggest stories to come out of Hallis Hall today. Number one was absolutely. Jalen Johnson, the Bears' top cornerback, because he actually Mm. completed a trifecta. This was the third straight day that he practiced. (laughs) Quote. I like this. Right? Full circle, everything. Trifecta, Bears. There it is, Bears. Okay. In full, and he's playing, man. We can, he was talking today, as a matter of fact. He was number one. Very confident. I mean, I work hard. I do extra work outside of this building. So, I mean, I feel like my film study the extra time that I put in, I'm, I'm confident coming back for sure. Okay. First of all, you don't realize that he's missed three games, speaking of completing the trifecta. And you say to yourself, okay, could the could the outcome of some of these games been different had you had a Jalen Johnson in there? Answer's likely, possible, possibly, right? I don't think that Justin Jefferson has recess against Jalen Johnson. He had recess. He had recess. In the first half in of that In the first game. half, at least. It was recess. And then I don't know if a 17-play, 27-minute drive in the fourth quarter would have happened, you know, either. Because he, you heard Jalen say it in some of his interviews. It seemed as though the, the, the cornerbacks were a bit timid to press Justin Jefferson. Interesting, and that's his thing. That's what Jalen Johnson is fearless of, is press coverage. On their two-point conversion, the Minnesota Vikings, there was probably like six feet of space between Justin Jefferson and the end zone. On a two-point conversion, you would think it's going to be a quick out. It's going to be something, a little curve. Or Get up in his face, but yeah. no. So uh, what what is his demeanor like? Does he seem like a guy who's 
back 100% or does he seem like someone who's trying to rush himself back onto the playing field? No, I don't think he's been rushed at all, as a matter of fact. Okay. You pointed out that he missed three games and it's, it's felt like longer. I will, I will tell you this, watching him warm up before the Minnesota game, he fooled me. He was down as doubtful. But he was had a couple trainers with him, as is the usual, the norm sure. with a guy that is doubtful or questionable. They take him through. He was doing everything a cornerback does. Okay. Lateral movement across the field, doing some sprints. I was at the point where I was, you know, thinking he might play in the Minnesota game. So no, I think he is I think that they have been as cautious. I think they they were over cautious by a game, which is fine. Right, which I is think, fine. Right, it was like the, are you ready? Okay, we're going to give you one more game off, <laughs> and then you're, you're going to be back. So, yes, the answer is yes. Okay. He, he looks ready. We'll be looking for the impact that Jalen Johnson can make. There's no doubt about it. There's another guy that Bears fans are very interested in, and that is wide receiver Nikhil Harry. Man. You have the right attitude, by the way. Go on. Man. I don't know. I was so high on all these receivers going into the season. Yeah. Kept, you know, power of positivity here. And then you just you start to see, oh, that's why they that's why Dante Pettis is in Kyle Shanahan's doghouse. Oh, oh, that's why Economy St. Brown didn't stick around with the Packers. Yeah. And I'm just I'm fearful of that same sentence having to describe Nikhil Harry. Like, oh, now we understand why a first-round draft pick could be lobbed off a team that you would say, at this point, the Patriots don't have great wide receivers this is why This is why one of the best coaches of all time couldn't coach this guy. No, I, like, well, I don't know. I, well, I'm it, anticipating it because I'm trying to – it's the cynic in me as a Bear fan, but I'm trying to – Totally get it. I still want to see him – Catch a lob in the end zone. Well, let let so he the news today was is he did he practice and again I should give the disclaimer again that these are walk through practices. Actually, there was a little bit more speed to the practice today, but these have been very light practice, so they are projections. But Nikhil Harry did practice today, and we talked to him afterwards. Finally, we come to my number two man. His name. Number two. Obviously, it's very frustrating. It's something that um, you don't want to happen. Something that uh, I didn't envision happening. But um, you know, you got to take the take the positives with it. Um, it gave me a chance to kind of get my feet up under me with the offense. Kind of, um, you know, just get comfortable. So um, I'm just taking the positives with it. When you got hurt, did you wonder whether it was season ending right away? Um, it looked ugly. <laughs> uh, I wasn't thinking that right when it happened, just because I. I try not to think of like the worst case, um, but you know I got the MRIs pretty, pretty soon after, and it told me it wasn't. So, sorry, I'm sorry if I'm behind on this, but or, can you play tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like my, 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 if, if I needed to, yes, I'll be good. If you needed to. If I needed to, yes, I'll be good. See, Grody, I feel like there. You know, you and I had a conversation at the beginning of the season, and I'm like, dude, why is everybody beat around the bush? Why can't we get to the point? And I feel like everyone was beating around the bush, and you were like, no. Can you play that. on Sunday? Right. And I didn't realize it was funny, but I, I listened back, and now I see well, why fu- it was funny. No, My, no, the no, delivery no. I gave was no, a little I don't think bit, it's funny. Yeah. I, 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 think, I think it was that uncomfortable laughter. Oh, really? Where everyone was happy. Like, you know, like you're like, dude, are, are, you, you, know, are you really going to go ahead and do that? And everybody starts laughing. And like, ah, I was thinking it, but I didn't say it. You know, I think it was one of those things. Okay. I like it, though. It's open for interpretation. Yeah. I think and- it is. So what what what, what so, does that mean? What does so that mean for Nikhil you? Harry's not gonna. What it means for me, he's not gonna play tomorrow. He's okay. not going to play tomorrow. I would be shocked. Yes, I don't know that officially. I can't report that, 
but I could. Uh, I'm 99% sure that Nikhil Harry will not play in that game. However, I do think it is possible that he plays in the Monday Nighter the next week right. against who? The Patriots. Patriots. In Foxborough, and he talked about that a little bit today. He talked about, yeah, man, I would like to. He kind of gave it away a little bit, indicating, yeah, that might be the. That's the game I circled. Yeah, he said he did, basically, paraphrasing. Yeah. That he's got that circled. If not that game, then then for sure the next week when the Bears are going to be in Dallas. Don't you think he wants to at least get a couple of snaps in, a couple of routes ran? In this game? Just prior to that game, so that that way he can have a standout game and not. Well, there's not gonna. It's not gonna happen. Matter. I mean, you don't you don't put Nikhil Harry into a game plan this yeah, fast. Short I week. mean, hell, they're just trying to work in Valus Jones Jr. at this point. Get him more snaps. I think he had what three snaps in the last game and right. the, the touchdown. He'll get more. That I that I would say is ninety nine percent sure as well. Should the Bears feel Bears fans feel optimistic, or should they feel or should they not? Because it's going to be more of the same in terms of just output and production from the wide receiver group. Hmm. Well, yeah, the the wide receiver group is is a problem right now because you had you know so more of the same. It's okay. It's okay. You can say more of the same. Well, I, I, the reason I'm not saying more of the same is because I was talking about this with Molly and Hanley this morning. Don't need to be targeting those those guys. Amir Smith, ah. maybe don't target him. Dante Pettis, maybe don't target. <laughs> Instead of the two targets that Darnell right. Mooney got in that game, yeah. by the way, as, as loud as his one big play was, the 39-yarder, two targets. he was targeted twice in that game. So why don't we target Darnell Mooney 10 to 11 times? Fair. You know, Equinemius St. Brown, targeted only twice in that game. Yeah. And I get it, Equinemius, we were still trying to figure him out as well, but he's looked good relative to the other. Maybe target him seven or eight times, and maybe you don't have to target the the other guys as much. I like it. Yeah. And Valus Jones Jr., I mean, that we mentioned his name already. I look at I look to him to get seven to ten snaps in this game. Target him. So just reassess your your targeting distribution right players. There. Okay. So right, so more of the same. Maybe not if you target the right guys. Keep keep targeting Kokomet up the middle. That too. I like it. Yes. What did he have? Two, three catches in the last four game? Four catches, 45 yards. Oh, oh, so he was targeted breakout, at least four times. Breakout game for yes. Kokomet, by the way. Keep doing that. Keep doing that. <laughs> Finally, finally, there is the case of the orange helmets for the Chicago Bears. For the first time in their franchise's history, they will be wearing something that is not a navy blue helmet. It will be the orange helmet. I saw them. I was in the locker room. I saw them today. Here's what Matt Eberflus said about them. The number of the day is... Three. Orange helmets, love it. I think it was great, and uh, I love them. They're really good looking, and we, we just tried them on for the first time because we weren't practicing. So we just tried them on. Guys got them fitted, and the guys with the mics, you know, are all squared away. So they're cool. I mean, are you are you impressed by them? I mean, no, okay. no. Okay. I have never. It's not just the helmets. I've never liked the orange jerseys. Yeah. And then just by putting the orange helmet on, just makes me like it less. You know what's funny is that when they announced the you know, what jerseys would be worn for what games. The game that got the most attention was like the last game of the season with all blues. So people really liked 
the bears in all navy. I love those. I love those. The mono is that you call it monochromatic? Is that the way you say that? You're more of a fashion guy than I. Am. Yeah, that, that's true. That's if we both wear hoodies. <laughs> hoodies, right? Yeah, yeah. We got some, some old no, on. I thought the blues were sick, and the whites, man, they used yeah. to wear the all, all whites. whites when I was growing up, and then periodically they would do it in the '90s, yeah. and then in the 2000s they don't do. I think the all whites look are badass. Yeah, or, you know, you guys know what I do on Madden all the time? All orange. Orange. Yeah, Why? orange with the orange, so orange, like, orange like jerseys, orange bottoms. It looks awesome. Oh, come on. What Why? color helmet though? What, what I'm, I'm all about the helmet. It's, I'm glad that they're bringing the orange helmets in because now we'll get the orange helmet option in Madden. Because right. I've always said I want to complete Jesus. the look straight look, orange, all the, all up and down. What's the matter with you? You look like a dreamsicle. It looks sweet. <laughs> As the you know biggest what? Bears you know fan here, you, you you're supposed it, to like the traditional KMA. No, I'm a millennial though, so I like a sleek, like I like the new look. Look, I'm wearing all orange. Right, I'm wearing studs, and I are tired of being on Instagram and. Seeing these mock jerseys that look so cool, but we know the Bears will never take them on. And here they are doing something for the first time, and we're here for it. So you like the orange? I don't. Okay. I, I, no, I'll tell you what. I like the orange helmet. I don't like the logo. I wish they would have put the B logo. Oh, you know, like if you're yeah, gonna switch yeah, it up, yeah. switch it up. I like that idea. Don't give me the orange helmet with it, because then it seems like you're, you're like you're the bootleg version. You know what I'm saying? I'm down uh, with that. I could I could compromise with you on switch that. Switch it up all Absolutely. together. Absolutely, yeah. So. I like the cursive B. Right. Yes, there yes. was a trifecta. Your top three bear stories coming out of Hallis Hall today. Much appreciated, Mr. Mark Grody. Of course. Three, that's a magic number. And that is who we are, Gabe and Grody. Holding you down till 9 o'clock today right here on 670 The Score. Shout out to everyone listening on the Odyssey app and, of course, on the HD2 channel. Mark, I try to shout that out as much as possible just so you can have a good listening experience, you know? Like, AM's cool. It's there. Oh, yeah. You know, good sound. sound different. But once you get on the HD2, Lawrence Holmes and Bernstein, their voice sounds, you know, a little magical. A little, a little bit more depth. Yeah. A little bit <laughs> more depth. Well, is, it, is HD the same as FM sound? No. It's not. Oh, no, HD's even better. It's, it's high definition. Oh, I don't know if I've heard. See, I've heard myself on FM, and yeah. I like it. I think I sound great <laughs> in FM because I do these Bears daily updates that yeah. run on all yeah. of the Odyssey stations. Sure. So every once in a while, I'll be listening to B96 or XRT yeah. um, or Hits down the block right yeah. here, and I will all of a sudden hear me in FM. I'm like, who is that guy? He must that's be hot. Dreamy. That's, yeah. a dream, that's a dreamy guy right there. Right. I want to see him. Well, yeah. So, so my HD2 people, 104.3 HD2. Sweet. Uh, make sure you guys go ahead and check that out. So we're going to be tackling a lot of bears today in the 6 o'clock, uh, six o'clock hour. Uh, 7 o'clock, we'll be talking some bulls. we got Chuck Swirsky joining us. That's oh, cool. nice. Chuck is coming on. Yeah, that's going to be really Beautiful. cool. Beautiful. Uh, we'll also be circling back onto some bears talk in the 8 o'clock hour. So it's going to be a fun show, man, whether you're riding around uh, the city or handling business. You got to make sure you're hanging out with us. Let's let's I'll spend the last couple of minutes talking about these these jerseys though that are sitting here uh, for the Chicago Bears. They don't instill fear in anyone. That's the problem because because of the orange that it is. You know when you were looking at the Cincinnati Bengals a few weeks back, the all white and the white helmets that looked cool. Yeah, well, there's too many other teams that are known for the orange, the the jump out at like you, Broncos, orange. like Bronco, like Illinois. Like oh, Syracuse, anybody. Okay. There's okay. some the teams that just come right to your brain. Yeah, the neon orange, orange is not. I have a neon orange jersey, to be fair. So, I mean, I do rock a neon orange jersey. Studs. He got a neon orange bear shirt on right now. Yeah, uh, you, 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 like, come on, seriously. We no, know, I'll put, I, I actually, we're wearing, we've been wearing orange all week. 
Hold on. I need I need you guys to listen to oh, millennial Roquan Smith. Or actually, he may be younger than that. I don't know if he, what what generation. What do you say? In. But I'm I'm putting studs on the spot here. But he was the one that modeled the and he, it looks good, right? Okay. Whatever. I mean, I don't like it, but I mean the uniform they fit fine. They look good. They're not weird looking or anything like that. But <laughs> Roquan Smith was asked about the to describe them to sells what he feels and once we get the cut you, I would I would challenge you to tell me if Roquan Smith likes the yeah. the helmets or not cuz I couldn't tell cuz Mark Grody you know that's my jam interpreting you know the nonverbals yeah. within the verbals right so being able to say you know what he's my, my thing is this it's just you know, I think back to like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when they had their dream circle jerseys. See, there's another team. There's a yeah, there are like so many teams yeah. that pop out before even a defunct uniform is more fitting than the Bears wearing orange. <laughs> so then when I when I think about the Bears playing and if if they end up on the losing side of the stick on on Thursday, then it's gonna suck even more wearing those, wearing those jerseys yeah. and you're getting your ass whooped. Yeah, see, and <laughs> and here's the problem on the other side. Here's where the conflict comes for me. If they win in those things, then it's yeah. gonna be like, ah, oh, well, that's oh, we gotta bring them back. Yeah. Oh no, no, Bear, Bear, yeah. if Bears win tomorrow. I know you can't do it, but rest of the season, orange jerseys. No, because you know what? There's kind of an expectation that the Bears will win the game tomorrow that's as, not fair because it, it, exactly so it wouldn't be some revealing victory okay. if they were to beat washington one and four washington tomorrow hey night man, is it West really P- like oh we got to go with the oranges we beat one and four washington the commanders <laughs> <laughs> let's go orange all right let me let me hear this real con smith clip so i can tell you if you like these jerseys or not i think it's pretty sweet you know it's a helmet you know it's orange it's different <laughs> yeah but I think it's pretty cool just to go out and look like a highlighter or something, you know. So <laughs> it'll be cool. Like, it'll be cool. Yeah. He sounded like his grandma gave him these orange jerseys for Christmas and the orange helmet for Christmas, and he was trying to make her feel good. Right. Well, like, these, are, these are cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's know, actually no, a really no, good no, comp. No. Yeah, that's that's perfect. <laughs> right. That's like, exactly what it sounds like. My grandma gave me these, <laughs> oh so God. shut up. They're great. <laughs> yeah, don't. I like it. Don't right. you dare talk about these orange jerseys yeah, that my grandma Right, got. that like be like a nice form of being disingenuous. <laughs> I'm going to be really disingenuous about this. But uh, so my guess is that if Roquan Smith is using the highlighter line yeah. that other players are oh, using yeah. it, or maybe he even got that from another player. Family members have definitely chimed in on these jerseys at some point, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Um, well, we're going to go from talking about jerseys to talking about body parts, specifically that of Mark Grody. What? Grody's gut. And no, I'm not talking about the Vienna beef that's been stuck in there since 1983. I'm talking about your gut when it comes the to... The 40 pounds I need to lose. <laughs> you look good, man. You've lost some weight. I know you have. Really? Yeah. Uh, but I'm talking about your gut in terms of uh, uh, how you feel about the Chicago Bears. Oh, good. So I have, I have a few questions for Mark Grody that he has no idea what they are. And his job is going to be solely to answer them using your gut. Grody's gut. Grody, Grody's got well, wow. Got. I, this is I'm gonna be on the spot, so Listen, I'm gonna. Studs and I are fans, and you're the analyst. So uh, I, that's perfect. No, I'm. I'm, hey, I'm just gonna drink my diet right, sit back, and enjoy the show. Mark Grody <laughs> is going to take a DeLorean again after using it to get his diet right, and he's gonna come back and let me know how he feels about these bears. All right, we'll do that on either side. Skate Ramirez, Mark Grody, live and local, right here on Chicago Sports Radio, six seventy. The score.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. There's a gut feeling. I mean, you are. You're, you're going down a river and you have to figure out, hey, are we going to go right or are we going to go left? Speaking of guts, that's exactly what we're going to be doing right now, Grody. Hope you're ready. Hopefully, hopefully you ate a good lunch. We'll find out. Calling this one Grody's Gut. I have some questions about these Chicago Bears. You you haven't seen these questions either, so you get an opportunity to answer these just straight from the gut. Just letting me know what you think. And I know okay. that you're going to keep it real with me because I, ha- I have my answers in my own head just mm-hmm. like most Bears fans do. But You won't let me not keep it real. That's what I like about yeah. you. Yeah. You, you bring stuff out of me. <laughs> You're like, come on, girl, you just say it. Just say it. Just dude. say it. Just like I did in the scrum today. Just yeah, ask the question. Just ask the question. You playing or not, dude? I like it. Uh, if you have any questions for Grody and you would like for him to use his gut yeah. on these Anything. Chicago Bears. Oh, just the Bears. Okay. Please, no, just the Bears, Grody. You don't need uh, my gut on a lot of right things. Now, uh, 312 644 That's our text line. Uh, we'll open up the lines for you as well if you want to go ahead and call in. All right, here's your first question. Grody's gut here on 670 to score. Is David Montgomery better than Khalil Herbert? Yes, he is. He's better for, well, I think the main reason, I'll give you two really good reasons. He's a better blocker. 
better at picking okay. up the blitz. That's something that I would have never said. Okay, he is like watch Khalil Herbert. It, he he needs some help. He has not been great at picking up the loose guy. So and not, Montgomery's not a great blocker. He's a better blocker. better blocker. He's also a better receiver. I mean, we we saw that against Minnesota, the thirty yard play, and I know some of that was due to a really well designed blocked play sure but those are two pretty big things right there herbert's got a little bit more speed i think khalil herbert's got a little bit more hit the hole and just go in him which i like i actually like herbert's style a better okay but i i think you, you put to answer the question david montgomery weights. i'm very confident in saying that at this point that David Montgomery is a better running back than Khalil Herbert. Yes. So, so if if Khalil Herbert were to clean up his blocking mm-hmm. and maybe get a little bit better at pass catching out of the backfield, it'd be pretty close. It'd be close. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but those are big things. I mean, you can't just. I mean, it, here's Herbert in his second year, and he, you know, at times he's been part of the pass game, and but not much, and you know, hasn't hasn't figured out blocking completely yet so that those are tough i can see that tough, tough asks and it doesn't mean he's a bad player no like, no I no, like, no the I question, like the question was yeah. was black or white it was i gave it to gray. you no absolutely david montgomery if you are a david montgomery fan and you agree with what mark grody is saying two bets you might want to take a look at on oh, thursday oh, oh. and i ask you to look at look at studs perked up oh. my free money please all right, I uh, yeah, what what money? <laughs> I just like the magic of what just happened because you just brought sports talk and gambling talk yeah. together seamlessly. It's, so go on. So so here's here's the question I have for both of you: How many catches is David Montgomery going to get on Thursday? Roughly, just take 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 a guess if you were to take a guess. I'm going to say four studs. I kind of like four. Okay, I want to say four or five. The over under is two and a half, and over two and a half pays take the you, over. Take, pays you plus one forty. Take the over. No, that's right easy now. Bet. Today, We're plus right money now. on that. Take the money. Take put, the money. Put that in for me right now. Put that in for you right now. I don't now. know how to do it. Gotcha. You do it. Two Thanks. and a half over two and a half catches is plus one forty. That's insane. He had he had a catch on his first play of the game yeah, they're on gonna, Sunday. They're they're gonna game plan to give him the ball like that. Like that's what's gonna happen. Now here's the other one. How many receiving yards do you think David Montgomery will have on Thursday? Forty six. Studs? Oh, I'm not feeling that good about it. I want to say I wouldn't be comfortable taking a line anything over 30. 14 and a half. I'll take the over. Yeah. 14 and a half. Right now, Bears fans, you want to make money and you believe in David Montgomery the same way Mark Grody does? 14 and a half is so low. That's one screen. That's one. Are you with us on the over? Yeah. Okay. All I, right. I, I've already bet. I put 200 bucks on the over for the 14 and a half yards. Oh, I'm not okay. that bold about it, but. <laughs> Actually, I put 220 because it was minus 110. So it's I put incredible. 220 to win 200 bucks. That's amazing. 15 yards yeah. is all he has to I'm gonna, get. I'm going to parlay that and do each individual one. A, a same game parlay. That, that's, make sure you get that bet MGM. Yeah, that's so great. That just the, what's going on right now is giving okay. me goosebumps. I just, you yeah. know, hey, man. I'm I'm a man of the people, and when I see bets like that, that I feel like, and you want to know who told me this stuff? My barber today. Oh yeah, <laughs> my barber's like he pulled my barber pulled. Shout out to Chris. He pulled out this Manila envelope that he had written on back and front, and then it was like there was highlighting marks on it and a bunch of teams. And he's like, dude, I do this thing now. I'm up fourteen hundred on the weekend. Wow. And I was like, all right, well, tell me about the Bears game. He's like, David Montgomery. He's like. Uh, passing yards. Then I go look, and I'm like, damn, 14 and a half, that's low. So Studs and I naturally agreed or were down with that yeah. concept. So your you barber guys... might be onto something. By the way, the fade looks great. Appreciate you, man. I wish, you had, a, wish you had camera guys in here. I so like the square. It. It's nice, man. It's, it's, Gabe, it's Gabe Ramirez. Yeah. 
Mark Grody here on 670 The Score. In, a seg- in the middle of a segment I call Grody's Gut. It's where I'm asking him some Bears questions, and he has to answer using just that. Here's your second question, Grody. Okay. If the Bears are picking fourth and Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud is available, will the Bears take him? <laughs> well, I mean, if it was like right now, <laughs> oh, if the Bears pick, how I can I? How, I love this segment already. How can I answer that when I you don't? You have to use your gut. Oh, that's true. This you're is using your gut. So I basically have to predict right now if Justin it's Fields. It's with your gut in real time. It, it, could, it could change by week eight and could, nine. Could they? Yes. Yes. No, that was not the question. Okay, so, okay what was the question? Again? The question was, will will the, will the Bears take? I'm going to say yes. Here, ready? Ooh. <laughs> what, what is ooh? Is that a boo? No, no, not at all. That's like a, I'm saying that based ooh. on the fact that I, that there still ha- hasn't been this big endorsement. Yeah. Of Justin Fields, you know. Yeah. So I and and I like the improvement, but I I feel like I f- with a new regime, man. They always want their own guys. They always want their own and if guys. They have a chance to get a guy like that. Yeah, and it, it's still possible that Justin Fields could change their minds. But like, there hasn't been this over-the-top endorsement at any time, or even an utterance of something like, well, "He's got the tools to be elite." We don't even hear that. Yeah, it's unless just, you're listening to Trent Dilfer with Parkinson Spiegel. That's true. Oh yeah, I'm not talking about opinions. Yeah, they they do love their Trent Dilfer spots, don't they? They do. It's good to hear that though, because there is not a lot of kind to Justin Fields this year. So when you hear a real analyst give the plaudits like that, I could dig the importance of something like that. But so uh, if you want my gut, it's yes, yes, yes. And it seems like like it could be a possibility. So then the follow up questions to that is. In the event that does happen, or something along those lines happens, what then happens to Justin Fields? Is he just is he the incumbent starter that goes away by week four, like one of those kind of scenarios? Quarterback competition. That's what it would be. Coach speak. Quarterback. That's not coach speak. That, 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 that's what they Players, say when they know uh, co- who's coaches gonna, hate. Well, oh, you, coaches you th- know who's. You think start. that they would know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, because I, 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 Justin Fields I, hey. will throw one too many interceptions. Bryce Young or whatever will be extremely accurate and be throwing 70% completion percentage consistently. I watched the Nick Foles-Mitch Trubisky quarterback competition. (laughs) Do you think that they knew it was going to be Trubisky to start the year? You really think that after, what was it, after four years, three years of Mitch, whatever it was, that, that Matt Nagy, who has been confounded by this guy, Mitch Trubisky, because he's not running his damn offense. Yeah. You really think that they went into that quarterback? You say coaches know. I don't think they knew then. I don't think that they – I was surprised. Now, Nick Foles was late to training camp, I right. believe, or something. Maybe there's something COVID-ish with him. But So he kind of went into it from a couple steps behind. But I think everybody kind of thought it was going to be Foles because that's Nagy's guy. Okay. Foles can run the – and then it was Mitch. So I think that – Going into next year, for going with my yes, that they would draft one of the top quarterbacks, that there will be a gen- – why wouldn't there be? Yeah, why wouldn't there be from the a beginning. competition from the beginning? He's, yeah. He's Mark Grody. I'm Gabe Ramirez right here on 670 to score. In, in the middle of Grody's gut. I'm sweating a little bit over here. Don't. This is rough. Man. Got some people t- texting in right now. This one from the 262. Does Monty get extended, though? 
Depends on what Monty would be willing to take because we know that running backs don't yeah. get that. And I, and I still don't know. I don't know what Ryan – this is another guy. Like, I don't know what Ryan Poles values when it comes to running backs. We assume that Poles is like all other GMs right. where they don't value it. I think it would be a smart return. Because we know what he inherited, but we don't know what he prefers. Well, he drafted a trust in Ebner, but right, and he may be. I mean, think about you gotta think about that. He comes from Kansas City, where they are all just about speed, yeah, and four threes with okay. with their receivers and their running backs. So, so I, I'm just projecting now that maybe that's more of the type of running back that they think they can get, or the guy that you brought up earlier, Khalil Herbert. Could could he be, be the guy? Their number one if he tightens okay. up his receiving game and his blocking game. All right, here's my uh, next question for you. How many years will Matt Eberflus be the head coach of the Chicago Bears? No multiple choice. No, okay. this is go. We're only looking to grow these guts. Okay. This one. Oh wow. Okay. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say that Matt Eberflus gets a six year run with the Chicago Bears. I like it. Yeah. I like him, and six I would like run. him for him to be the coach of the Chicago Bears for six years. Six years. I just really like what he's done so far. I really like the way he talks about players. The way he talks about. And approaches the game, how he prepares his players for every game that that's there, and he's coaching to win. Mm-hmm. And he's learning on the job as well. We've heard him say that, as, you know, in some situations. But I, I, I wouldn't hate a guy like that being the coach of the Bears, establishing himself, establishing a culture, so to speak, and then instilling that and having that be the norm for this city for the next six years. I love it. I, I agree. I mean, the longest tenured. Bears head coach on, well, Ditka, I guess, if we're talking about, like, since my sports consciousness, but Lovey Smith yeah, with nine years, and it felt like a train wreck when he left and how it didn't seem like a good breakup. But Lovey Smith got every single opportunity in the world, and he had a great nine-year run with the Bears that ran out for sure. Here's the fragile part for Matt Eberflus, and I, I'm with you. Like early on, thumbs up. Like there, there, yeah. there hasn't been any buffoonery no. from him. You know, he's made probably some tactical errors, but for the most part, solid. I've liked what he has done. I like his message. He's good with the media, all of that stuff. The players uh, respect him. They all call him Flus. So he's got everybody's attention, and I'm not surprised. I mean, the guy's 53. He's been around forever. Yeah. So the, you know, this he was ready for this job. The fragile part for him is the Bears are probably probably going to have a losing record this season. So, and I think most Bears fans can quote unquote accept that. Next year it won't be acceptable. So okay, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, he's on the clock. Whether that's fair or not, but let's say the Bears get 7 wins this year and they they're on the under next year. The the seat will get hot yeah. in year 2 for not for polls because I think that they get longer contracts and they get the bigger picture thing. But all of a sudden, you're going to start to have a coach who is perceived as being on the hot seat. He won't be with Poles, though. And that's Pol- if, Poles that's, loves that's the Eberflus. And that's if he goes under next year, you're saying. But that's Not what I'm saying. In, I'm just talking just about general. the fragility right. of it. Like, we're accepting of this. That Like, next offseason is going to be wild. Yeah. It really is. With the money that they have and with the expectations of, of allowing this to be a bye year. 
for the Bears. That's what I think. Yeah. And most fans, and I hate saying that all fans, for sure, there might be fans who live and die by every game. We kind of do that around here at the score just because that is what we do, whether the expectations, Bears, whether the expectations are high or not. They were going to tear them apart because they lost to the Minnesota Vikings right. in, in a game they were overmatched in. So it, it just gets, it's going to get, the expectations are going to fire right back up after the season is over. And I'm glad that the expectations are where they are. And I think that you just kind of fold your arms together and you tilt your head back. Okay, you, let's yeah, watch. Right. Let's okay. see what, I'm watching. Let's see what you got. All right. Uh, so. this, this leads me to my last question. Okay. Uh, because obviously we're talking about Coach Eberflus, but in this situation, there's a game that's happening tomorrow. So my last question for you for Grody's gut right here on 670, the score, Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody. Will the Bears win tomorrow? Yeah, I already picked them to win 24 oh, 17. So that was my score. Okay, oh, good. All right. Finally. We have landed like we have landed safely. No, I think they're gonna win this game. I think that you finally are back at home where you're not gonna be dealing with noise. And I think the Bears offense is going to be allowed to do some things that they haven't been able to do recently because quite frankly, because of crowd noise. Okay. Yeah, I, I look at this game and I and I thought twenty four seventeen because I said to myself. I'm tired of picking the Bears to only score two touchdowns. That's where it really started from. Mm, okay. 24. Okay. I'm like, I'm just tired of it. Two touchdowns, two field goals. So your pick is like, kind of selfish, really. It is. Because yeah. I'm like, because yeah. I thought to myself, something is going to happen, whether it's a, a turnover or a lucky, you know, deep pass to someone where you're going to get or be gifted an extra touchdown. So we're, okay. we're, they're going to work hard for two. The Bears are going to be gifted, gifted one somehow, some way. Fumble. Not even, not even like a, a turnover for a touchdown, but maybe just some good field position that then leads to an easy maybe score. Maybe the Bears will win the onside kick this, no. this week. <laughs> Can you imagine if they do it again? Okay. <laughs> we're doing it again. I'm so glad you brought that up because that's where we're going next. Coaching decisions and the onside kick and the two-point conversion because I was not a fan of either of those. Mm, okay. So we're going to get Grody's take on that whole thing and and then p- talk about what, what Iberflus' mindset was in – giving confidence to not only the special teams unit, but to the defense as well, leading up to that. We'll talk about that on the other side. All right, it's Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody on your hump day right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. And an onside kick attempt by the Bears on the near side of the field. A Caleb Evans was the closest Viking to it. Number 21 was trying to get on top of it. You see him at the bottom of the pile. It is Vikings football in plus territory. So Matt Eberflus twice rolling the dice with two point. And this, the onside kick. Adam Amin right there on the call. And as he mentioned, right after the Bears went for two. Let's start there for a second. Are you one of the people that are like, yeah, I had no problem with that. Be aggressive. Get the score down to a field goal. With the two? Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, no issues with it. I liked it. Why? Because they're they're an underdog that got their asses kicked in the first <laughs> half of the game. They got their they got embar- that was two of the worst quarters of Bears football bad. that I've ever seen. Three straight touchdowns on three straight possessions for the Vikings. They also brutal. they also knew they were overmatched coming into this game. They put that into the game plan on Tuesday. That's when he decided. Matt Eberflus decided Tuesday of last week. 
that they were going to do that because why? Because he knew how good the Vikings were relative to the Bears <laughs> and that that might come in handy. So there was some projection on the part of Eberflus. So yes, why didn't you like it? I I guess initially, I th- okay, first I thought to myself, it's not like the Bears have some amazing offense where a two-yard you know play to, to get a score is just something that happens all the time. All right, Justin Fields going into that game had zero throws inside the 10-yard line. The only quarterback in the NFL with zero throws inside the 10 yards. And so for me, it's a level of confidence that I feel like shouldn't exist. Right? And then, and then also, it's early in the game. It wasn't like it was the fourth quarter and you were, you know, I feel like right then and there, hey, you got your touchdown. It would have been 21-17. Got, some, got a little bit of momentum. Got the David Montgomery touchdown, you know, before, before the half. You're looking all right. And then right after that, after I'm already upset about the, about the two-point conversion, then, he, then it's the onside kick, which then I felt like was a double. Like they slapped me on the face. That's the one I was talking about that they actually put in on Tuesday. The onside the kick. The onside part. kick, yeah. Okay. So I kind of conflated the two. That's, that's all right. But I was thumbs up on both of them, and I love the onside kick. I love just for the same reason. Same reason as going for the two. That why the hell not? That the, the only way you're going to win this game today is if you go for things like that. But and don't, they still didn't, didn't you, win. But didn't you feel like the Bears had some momentum going into that like 30 second window? Like I felt like not that the tide was turning, but there was momentum there. You wanted more patience. You wanted more. Let's let's see. I wanted. I wanted. You know what it is? I am super confident in the adjustments that Ibraflus and his coaching staff makes at, at halftime. I've seen it. I've seen it play out. So for me at that point, you score a touchdown literally out of the out of halftime. So if you if you've made those adjustments and your offense has come through and score, why not allow your defense that 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 same le- length in the leash? Uh, I understand what you're saying. The reason that I liked it is, and it didn't work. So it's the whole thing goes away. But I because of the logic that you are giving. That's why it was a nice surprise party yeah. to Minnesota. Because why would the Bears sure. have got the momentum going? That's the perfect time and I to try something like that. I want to make that very clear that I understand the reasoning. Yeah. So but that's that's why the timing disagree with it. Yeah. yeah. And and I liked it. I liked yeah. it. And we have seen Matt Eberflus at times be too conservative, like the Green Bay game, which you can probably hand over to Luke Getze more than than Eberflus, but obviously Eberflus is the enabler if you want to look at it like that. So it's nice to know he's got that. I mean, sometimes the defensive coaches get typecast as not being aggressive and not wanting to take that those chances. Yeah, so we worked on that play all week. You know, we we designed it. We we worked on it uh, before and after practice, during practice, and uh, it was a, a thing that we saw by their alignment that we could take advantage of, and we just missed it. And we thought the kick by Cairo was really good. It was in a perfect location. And we just needed a better get off by a couple players there from the from the line of scrimmage from the kick, um, and we would have gotten it. So we were excited about that. And the one thing I told the defense, you know, right before we did it, I said, "Guys, we're, we're going to run the onside." I said, "Hey, if we don't get this, there's a chance we don't get it, right? And there's a chance we do. But if we don't, I want you to rise up. I want you to rise up in sudden change and take take care of business. Force them to kick a field goal there if if that's the case, or or even punt." And that's what they did. They came out and they did a great job. They, you know, I know they got one first down, and then we end up blocking it. You know, so uh, and I think the ball was at the forty-eight yard line, 
okay, when they took took over possession there. So it was really about the same. You know, I think we lost maybe seven yards difference of if we would have recovered that fumble. So um, it was really no and void there. Guys did a great job of stepping up in that sudden change moment, and uh, and the guys appreciated it. Big thank you to WBBM AM for that clip right there. I love the That should satisfy you completely, by the way. That, what, that should satisfy Everything me. that he said right there, especially the tactical part. I we saw something. We saw something that we could take advantage of. Aren't, aren't we dying for Bears coaches to take advantage of mismatches? You're right, because right, we're always on the other end of those things, whether it be a, a fake punt or whatever you know, whatever it is. Yeah. So, I, I, again, I understand the reasoning. I want to make that very clear. I, however, in the grand scheme of things, just did not agree with it because I felt like the momentum could have been could have continued and gotten bigger, and maybe that would have led to something else. But we don't, we don't, you know, right. we, we would never know right there. But I love the conversation that Ibrahflus has with the defense in that moment. Hey guys, yes. like the, the the words that he's using, rise up, like that is man, that's that's some stuff to get you hyped up. Yes, gentlemen, this might not work. Dose of reality, got to respect that. In the event that it doesn't. I need you to rise up. On the front line. Take care of it. And they did. And they did. As he said. So it really all worked out just fine in its own special little way. Did it though? No, they didn't. (laughs) No, I mean, hey. I'll tell you this. Did did, did I like the call? Yes. Did it work? No. It was a fail. They failed to recover an onside kick. So shortly thereafter, I went online and looked up the success rate of onside kicks. Because then I thought to myself, man, you know, we're we're looking at percentages. And I just wanted to know. Yeah. Way higher than I would have ever thought. Uh Uh-huh. It's like 19 percent, 19% yeah. success rate in onside kicks. I would have thought it would have been like six, five, maybe like a one in a million chance, like winning the lottery, playing the Powerball. Yeah, it's this crazy football bouncing in every way, yeah. shape, or form. And if you get it before the 10 yards, I mean, it does, it is, it that actually sounds about right to me just because well, yeah, of one the, out of five. The, it's just a free for all. It is on those plays. And I wish kickers would. Kick it with extreme force at that front line as opposed to waiting for that and hoping for that extra bounce oh, 10 yeah. yards in the air because it rarely ever happens. And even if it does, it's landing right in the guy's chest. But if you kick it hard and then they have to somehow, you know, get it and then it bounces off their chest or goes somewhere, it takes a wrong bounce somewhere, to me that's a better way that you can uh, secure that ball. But Jalen Johnson, who didn't play but was was there during practices and obviously understanding what was going on in the moment, he talked uh, right here on 670 to score about what his thoughts of, of that onside kick were. Yeah, I like it. I mean, we ain't had nothing to lose at that point. I mean, we got to come back. We got to make a statement. We got to we gotta fight back. And I thought that's what it really was, was just showing some fight. I mean, we can't just keep punting the ball, keep giving, like, just going on about the game like it's just a regular game right now. We got to show some aggression. We can't just back down. And I thought that was something that I really liked and really respected out of him. Um, so, I mean, I definitely was all bored for it. But Grody, what is, what are they supposed to say? Nah, I disagreed with that. Like they can't be me. They can't say you can't say that to the coach in week six or whatever. But players love when coaches show take a shot faith. Okay, it's showing faith. You're right. There's faith. There was two forms of faith there. That, that yes, we're going to try the onside kick, and then their part was if it doesn't work, I, I trust. I have faith in the defense. To stop that. That's yeah. what the flu said. And and going for it on fourth down, that's faith. Going for the two-pointer, that's faith. Yeah. So th- he's, if nothing else, I think it's actually the oppo. I think he's winning over these players. Well, yeah. faith, faith is what we are going to need tomorrow as the Bears take on the Washington Commanders. Uh, make sure you check that out on our sister station, WBBM AM. And then I know we'll have some Bears pregame here as well on 670 The Score. All right. Bears. On, <laughs> 
Bears. Bears. All right, another team that we believe in wholeheartedly, and we hope that they have the confidence needed in order to secure a playoff spot without the playing game. Of course, I'm talking about the Chicago Bulls. And on the other side of this, we get to talk to Chuck Swirsky. Yes. How cool is that? Yes. And I'm going to ask him if Ayo DeSumo is the right guy to be holding down that starting point guard position. Will Chuck Swirsky agree? We'll find out right after this. Don't go anywhere. It's Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody, live and local, right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.